This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. Ministering is the servant of God, the senior pastor of Metamorphosis Christian Center, Pastor Fumi Ashaolu. Remain blessed as you listen. Father, indeed, we can see, we can tell. We know that it is your grace that has brought us this far. Lord, we thank you for families. We thank you for marriages. We thank you for individuals. We thank you for children. We thank you for sustaining us in this city, O oh God. Thank you that we are called by your name. Thank you that we are standing in the congregation of the righteous this morning. Thank you for the relationship that we have with you, O oh God. Thank you for our walk with you. Thank you for our journey with you. Thank you because we are not in this life miserable. We bless your name, O oh God. Thank you for helping us to journey with you. Thank you for helping us to walk with you. Thank you for the times of corrections thank you lord for the pains that we went through sometimes thank you for the joy we felt sometimes thank you father because as at it, as it stands today we are looking more like the lord jesus father we thank you thank you for the great work of redemption that you are doing in our lives line upon line line upon line precepts upon precept precepts upon precepts a little here a little there lord we thank you thank you lord for who we are becoming thank you for the character formation that is going on inside us thank you for the quality of our lives that is increasing thank you for our value that is appreciating father we are grateful to you we are grateful for the person of the Holy Spirit. Is somebody grateful to the Lord? Are you grateful that you can hear the voice of the Holy Spirit? You can hear Him correcting you, adjusting you, giving you wisdom, letting you know what you should do part time. I want you to say thank you to the person of the Holy Spirit. Say thank you to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, our senior partner. Holy Spirit, our helper, our counselor. We bless you. We bless you, sweet Holy Spirit. Thank you for not giving up on us. Thank you for the works that you have done inside us thank you that we are looking more like jesus today lord we thank you we appreciate your corrections we appreciate oh god your help we appreciate you adjusting here and us here and there father we are grateful we are grateful most importantly for who we are becoming thank you in the name of jesus thank you because the sacrifice of the lord jesus his death his resurrection is not going to waste over our lives Thank you that we are responding. Thank you, Lord, that we are looking more like you, O oh God. We thank you. Thank you, Lord. We bless your holy name. We give you praise. We give you glory in the name of Jesus. We also appreciate you for the prosperity that we have enjoyed financial prosperity material prosperity lord we thank you thank you lord because we are not where we used to be you have increased us even in this last one year you have elevated us you have brought us up you have brought us higher you have brought us closer to yourself we are looking more like it we thank you awesome redeemer for all the things that we've been able to accomplish with your help in the last one year thank you for the gift of life thank you for your protection thank you for joy thank you for provisions oh god thank you for rest all around us we are grateful for all that you have added to us all that you have given us that you have blessed us with that you have loaded us with this last 
last one year. Father, we are grateful. We are grateful for our children. We thank you, Lord, for blessing us with men, blessing us with women, blessing us with children in our lives. Thank you, Lord, for relationships that make the world have a meaning for us. We are grateful to you. We bless you, our Father. We give glory, we give praise to you in the name of Jesus. Thank you for Metamorphosis Christian Center. Thank you for where we are. Thank you, Lord, for how far you have brought us. Jehovah, we are grateful. Thank you for the fellowship of the brethren. We thank you in the name of Jesus for how you have used us to provoke each other onto good works, to shape one another. Father, we are grateful. We are grateful for the brethren. We are grateful for brothers and sisters in our lives, people that have taught us how to love, how to be patient, how to be kind. Some of them have stepped on our toes and we have learned to be patient. We have learned to be loving. We bless you for all these great opportunities to be improved, to become better. We are grateful, our Father. Receive our thanks in Jesus' name. Jehovah, we open up our hearts to you this morning and we ask that your word will come expressly, that your word will bless us in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask that your word will come and someone will find it in his heart or in his heart, or his heart, his heart or our heart to become more kind, to become more patient, to become more loving in the name of Jesus. More of us, oh God, we realize that your mercy is available towards us in the name of Jesus. We ask that as your word come, we will realize that your help is available to us in the name of Jesus. As your word come, almighty God, you will help us to see light at the end of the tunnel in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask that you will come to us and you will do great and awesome things in our midst this morning, even as your word is looked upon in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Good morning. Good morning. Please have your seats. And happy 14th year anniversary again. Hallelujah. Happy 14th year anniversary. Our God has been good. He's been gracious. And we are just grateful for his mercy over us, for keeping us, for preserving us. We are grateful to the Lord. Amen. Wow. How many of us, in fact, I don't want to take, I don't want to take roll call now. Long, longest standing uh, member. <laughs> Okay, I can see hand at the back. Some of us have been here for 14 years. Some of us have been here for longer. Amen. Oh, we are grateful to God for his goodness and his mercy. Amen. This morning, I just want to, I want to look into our journey in the last 14 years and just take some things out of it. I've narrowed it down to like four things that I just want to bring to the, I want, I want to bring to the front burner. Things that I have learned, you know, looking at this journey, this journey of metamorphosis in the last 14 years, things that you also probably have learned, I just want to bring those things to the fore this morning and encourage us with it. Encourage us, you know, as we continue in our journey with the Lord. Some of us have been with the Lord for, the, for longer than 14 years, definitely. Some of us are clocking 30 years that you have been walking with the Lord and you have been journeying with the Lord. And we know some of the things I'm going to say this morning are things that you probably have noticed. I'm just going to bring them up again, remind you of them that, you know, God really, he doesn't change. Hebrews 13, it says, he's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He doesn't change. And we need to settle down, you know, and allow him to do what he needs to do in our lives. Amen. I want to read from Exodus 3. I'll read from verse 7 to 10, and I want you to join me. Exodus 3, we'll read from 7 to 10. Can we please rise? 
Exodus 3, we'll read from 7 to 10 out loud. Let's go on to go. It says, And the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt, and I have heard their cry because of their tax masters, for I know their sorrows. So I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians, and to bring them up from that land to a good and large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites, and the Ittites, and the Amorites, and the Perizzites, and the Evites, and the Jebusites. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come up to me, and I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Verse 13, you, you, you see the Lord saying, I have seen, I have heard, I have come down. Verse 10, it says, Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Amen. Father, we declare that your word is blessed, even as we look into it in Jesus' name. Amen. Please have your seats. Okay, so um, this morning I just want to look, I want to quickly go through, you know, um, a bit of our history, how it started, and just look at how the Lord has journeyed with us. Because like I was saying last year, we shouldn't be in a hurry, for instance, to pack up the year and say, I'm done in 2023, and then it's over, and then you move on into something else. There are things, there are beauties that we, should look, that we, we ought to gain, benefit from that year that's just gone by. You just, like they say, repeat and rinse it, rather, and repeat rinse and repeat you know if you go with some of those things again this year you will make quite a, a, a lot of progress you will make some progress you will you will come into much more amen so um as a family we um i think we moved down what we moved down 20 2009 september 12 2009 that was when we came into abuja i married as a young young girl 2003 Married, had Ife 2004. By 2007, we had Sam. 2008, as at the time I married, I married, quote and unquote, the man of my dreams. I married an engineer. Amen. I'm an engineer. I married an engineer and I was just comfortable with that life. I looked into the future and I was happy with myself. I was happy with the projection of what I was seeing my life, you know, will, will become in the future. So I was satisfied. You know, we married, we were, as at the time we, we gave birth to Sam, 2007, I think both of us were already working with um, international organization. He was working on a Chevron project. I was working with Virgin Nigeria. So we're comfortable and, you know, looking good. Uh, life was good in, in, in um, Lagos. We, we, we had a three-bedroom apartment. We had two cars. We were earning good money. We could travel. We were traveling abroad and coming back. Life was just good i was okay i was like okay now you know i'm fine let this life just go on but then 2008 came after i winged sam sam was like one year old that time after i winged him we started having problems some of us that know my husband or is he, is he no or knew that is the correct answer now. those of you shout that what's the correct english okay you will know that is the kind of person that is easy to get along with right you know Wala, he's not, he's, not in Wala, he's not a drama person. But sometime around 2008, we started having problems. We started having challenges, both of us. And I was having some dreams that I couldn't, um, I couldn't um, wish the dreams away. I was having dreams. He had his own dealings, but probably he doesn't know what to say to me or how to come across. 
I ought to say it to me rather. But we started having this, um, 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 challenges. We started having um, um, disagreements. We, it was obvious that we were dissatisfied. Despite the fact that our life in the natural looked okay. You could travel. You had a good place. You good job. Any good money. We've had a child. We've had two children. Rather, you have a boy. You have a girl. So, looking from the natural point of view, it looked like everything was fine, right? But then we started having problems. We started having challenges with ourselves. We're getting angry with each other. We're having quarrels. And I'm like, where is this coming from? And I was having dreams, like I said. Well, long, long and short of it, it became apparent that the Lord had come knocking on our door and he was saying all those your prayers of, if you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Some of us know that song, right? That that's all those are prayers of God, use me, Lord, I want to work for you, I will live my life for you. The Lord came knocking on our doors and he, saying, he was saying, it is now time for me to cash in or to, to cash this check that you have given to me. Um, you know, I need the two of you. I need you for a walk long and short. He made us know that we're supposed to come to Abuja. So that was the genesis of our, we didn't know, but eventually we got to know that it seems as if the Lord was calling on us for something. He was asking us to pick up an assignment, pick up a, 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 a task for him. And as we said yes, as soon as we said yes, the challenges of you know, cha um, 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 having disagreements, being dissatisfied, everything fizzled away. Immediately we said yes to the Lord. We had not even come. But eventually we came down. We came to Abuja and metamorphosis started. Uh, the first thing I want to say, I said all of this to say the very first thing that I have learned in this journey of metamorphosis is the importance of providence in our lives. The importance of providence. The, the, the place of the sovereignty of God in your life. The place of God having the final say, like the song that we sang earlier on. And as we, you know, as we celebrate today, as we, as we eat, as we marry, as we appreciate the Lord, as we thank the Lord, I felt the Lord saying to me, point out some things for my people. Let's not just celebrate and move on and start, you know, rushing into the next year and saying we are doing countdown to the 15th year anniversary. These 14 years, what can you say? Do you, can you have a big banner of some things that you can look, look at your journey of 14 years? What are the things that you can bring to the fore and say, these are the things I have learned working with, the, working with the Lord? The very first thing I want to say to you and remind you of this morning is that the sovereignty of God, the providence of God is very, very important in our lives. As you go through life, as you plan your life, it's a new year. Some people have, they have, they have plans already, but some have planned God out. They have their own plans. We, we, it's good to have our plans, but we must learn to submit our plans to the Lord. He is Lord. He is Lord. And so he is, he is at liberty to adjust your plans. He is at liberty to say, this is what I want for you. We had our own plans, but the Lord said, no, that is not what I want you. I, I have something else for you. We had to stop and then we had to embrace the plans of God, the purpose of God for our lives. So you won't be sitting here this morning. I won't be sitting here this morning if we did not at some point say yes to the will of God. If we did not allow, we had our plans, but we needed to jettison it. We needed to put it aside and embrace it. Because in his plan is safety. In his plan is rest. In his plan is all the blessings, all the prosperity that you want. 
that you want. Health is there. Amen. All that you would ever look for, all that you ever long for, the deepest satisfaction that you need in life, you will get it only by embracing the will of the Lord. Let's look at James 3. Amen. Father, we ask that you will help us to say yes to you today in the name of Jesus. Help us to say yes to your will and to your ways in the name of Jesus. I'll read from verse 13. It says, come now, you who say, sorry, James 4, James 4, 13. He says, come now, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city. Spend a year there, buy and sell and make a profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. This is the first thing I want to bring to your, I want to bring to your, you know, to bring up for you, lift up for you this morning. That the plan of God, the will of, of God for you is most important. You must, you must always find out what does the Lord wants in my life ever, at every point in time. You've come into a new season, a new year, a new month. What does the Lord want? What does the Lord want of me? It's important that you stay with what God wants for you. It's important that you find what he wants and you stay with it. I can, I can just read a couple of um, scriptures for us. Because the truth is the Lord has the final say. He has the final say over your life. He is Lord. That is why we call him Lord. When you say somebody is Lord, then you say yes to what he is saying. Amen. And the Lord is, is, is faithful. He makes us know when he wants us to get something done. He, he comes knocking at your door. He will make you know the way he made it for myself and my husband. We just started losing our peace with ourselves. There was, there was, there was um, dissatisfaction. We looked in the natural, everything was okay. So in a, in a season where you, you, you look in the natural, it looks like everything is okay, but there is, there is a level of um, you know, on, um, on dissatisfaction inside you. You are just not settled. You just, you, it's as if you are, you are hungry, you are thirsty for something, thirsty for more. It, it's a season that is calling you, the Lord is calling you away. It's a season you want to take out time and say, what can the Lord be saying to me? Don't, don't sweep it under the carpet. Don't go embracing something else. Just pause and say, Lord, what exactly? Because we have our plans. The scripture we read earlier on, the Lord said in that Exodus 3 verse, from verse 7, the Lord went on to say, please, let, let me look at it again. He said, I have, this was the Lord speaking to Moses. He said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt. I, I have heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. You know, the person the Lord was talking to did not know. The person did not see the oppression. Well, maybe he saw it, but he, really, he wasn't touching Moses like that. He said, I have heard their cries. I know their sorrows. Verse 8, please. He said, so I have come down. Now, in verse 10, you will realize how God comes down. And, you know, this very first point, I have three more points, you know, from our le or my lessons in the last 14 years. But this very first one is really the place where I want to really pitch my tent, which is the providence of God in your life and in my life. The Lord said, I have seen their sorrows. I have seen their pains. I have heard their cries. And I have come down to deliver them from, from the hands of the, of the Egyptians. I have come down. 
you would think that God will go by himself into Egypt to get this thing done. He said, I have come down, but see how the Lord is coming down. Verse 10, please. A, a, a translation says, now you will go. Who is going? You and I. This is where the Lord comes in. He is Lord of our lives. And he is, he is at liberty to come in at any point in time. We said earlier on, this, this morning, we talked about creating value. We talked about solving problems, right? Bringing solutions. This is how God does what he does here on earth. He said, I have heard their cries. I have seen their sorrow. I have seen their affliction. I have come down. In verse 10, he said, come now, therefore, and I will send you. This year also, I want you to say to your neighbor, the Lord will send you. The Lord will send you. The Lord is going to be sending you to your family. The Lord will send you this year to your colleagues at work. The Lord will send you this year to your neighbor. Amen. He will come down and he's saying, I have come down to deliver. There are people in Nigeria here that are going through challenges. Some of them, they don't even see it as challenges. They are living their lives and they think everything is fine. But the Lord knows that if this young man continues on this path, what is ahead will not be good. If this lady continues on this path, what is ahead will not be good. He needs to anchor herself or anchor her life with the knowledge of me. This person needs to begin to work with me at this point. I, you know, at different points in our lives, all of us came to that point where you decided you wanted to start working with the Lord. There are people also that the Lord will send you to this year. As you do your work, as you, you, as you do your business, as you continue with your career, as you continue with your job, amen, the Lord is going to be intercepting you. He's going to be, I don't want to say interrupting, because he's not interrupting your life. He's bringing addition to your life, amen. He's bringing value to your life. I read during the week how, you know, um, in the epistles, you find, you find, um, who was this? I can't remember. One of the, you know, maybe it was even Peter that, that healed somebody. And immediately he healed the person. The person got up and ministered to them. I've forgotten where that is right now. But this person was sick. I think it was Peter's um, mother-in-law, yes. As she was prayed for, and she became whole, she got up, she ministered to them. Some of us, what we need, what you are looking for, it is the people that you minister to that will bring that to you. Amen. It is the people that you, 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 you dare to come out of your, you know, allow yourself to be bothered by their, by their own lives. And you add something to their life. You, you speak into their lives. You give a counsel. You stand by them. You decide by yourself, I'm going to disciple this person this year. I'm going to be like a big brother, a big Christian sister, a big Christian brother to this person. I'm going to disciple this person. I'm going to help this person. It is the person that you are helping today that will probably be of help to you tomorrow. Amen. During this, you know, one of... Those times that, um, I think it was early January that I was in Lagos, I, I visited Sam's, um, Sam's church in Lagos. I visited the pastor. They, they had us over for lunch, I think the first Sunday of the year. And we were discussing, you know. And he told me he got into school. Um, he, he, had a, uh, he had someone else that came into school after they had come in. I think the person came in direct entry, maybe part two. The person came in part two, and the person was handed over to his own friend, to, to disciple or help because you've been around, you've been in OAU for one year. This person just came in in part two. He does not know, he didn't know, you know, the way around the, the, um, the department and all. So his friend was given 
that responsibility to take care of this newcomer, quote and unquote, even though he was in part two. But he said his friend couldn't be bothered. The friend did not, did not really follow up on the guy, and the guy was really lagging behind. So he said he decided in himself to take it up. They were, call, they were classmates, so all of them were in part two. But just that they started from part two, and this person just came in in part two. But he decided to, my friend, he's, he's my friend, they said should be taking care of this guy. But the friend was not interested in the guy. He said he's the one that will go and call him. It's time for lecture. Let's go. This assignment, have you submitted it? You know, he was the one following up on this guy. Little did he know that he will get to, I think he studied engineering, he will get to like part four, and he was, big, he was derailing big time. He said he had a girlfriend. He wasn't, his GP nosedived straight into like maybe one point something GP. He, he wasn't, he wasn't reading anymore. He wasn't coming to class. He wasn't, guess who? saved him this same friend that he invested his life into said it was this same person that traveled home to go meet his mom he said he was just at the veranda one day just saw his mom coming was like ah, what's this woman coming for that was how the woman came said pack your bag we are going home he went home well long story short is is was reset so he, <laughs> he came back to school focused but you know as he was saying it i just said god is really amazing if you did not take your time to invest in this man, did you know that this is the person? The person is still his best friend till today. He's his best friend. He said, if he, if he says, that they have a code. If I say something right now on phone, or my wife just calls him and says this particular code, the guy would drop everything and appear in their house. As in, they are like that. But you would not know. You know, you, we don't see the end from the beginning. It's, the, it's God that sees it. So when the Lord is asking you and he's saying to you, I have heard this, I have heard that about this person, and I need you to rise up and intervene in this person's situation, you know, do something about his life, disciple him, push him towards me more. You do not know the seed that you are sowing, how you are going to reap it. The providence of God is very important in your life and in my life. He is Lord. What he wants, he gets it done. And the earlier we say yes to him, the better. Proverbs 16, 9 says, a man's, a man's heart devises his way, but the Lord directs his path. This, his path. this year, the Lord is going to direct your path. He knows the, the, the way that you choose. He knows the path that he has chosen for you. So the Lord is going to be at liberty this year to interrupt you, to, to, to chip in one thing or the other into your plan and into the way you think your life should go this year. I need you to open up your heart and allow him because he has the final say. Amen. Proverbs 19.21 says, you can, you can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. It is the purpose of the Lord that will prevail over your life and over my life in Jesus' name. Amen. The Lord is still in the, is still in the business of calling people. Today, I know he's still calling people into ministry, but he might not be calling you to start a church, but he's calling you into ministry. All of us have assignments. We have tasks. And, you know, we've been drumming this for a while, and we will continue for as long as the Lord gives us the ability to. Amen. The Lord is going to call you to intervene in people's situations this year. The Lord is going to change your, your mind or your, your perception about somebody, about maybe a man, a woman, a colleague, a family member, a neighbor. God is going to allow your, your perception about them, your thoughts about them to change so that you can allow you move into their lives. Amen. He is Lord. What he wants goes. What he wants done, he gets it done. When the Lord wanted metamorphosis to get established, he moved 
all that he needed to move. All of you were in your different churches as I was, right? Because some of you forget at times too that we were, you said your church is not my church, it's our church. Because I had my own church too before the Lord called us and said, come, come because I, I need a people here. The Lord said to my husband then, he said, I need you to go to Abuja. And he, was, he, was, he gave him like a vision. He gave him a vision of having a man that was sick and he was almost passing out. And they were, giving him, um, 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 they were administering drugs, that is tablets, for this person. But this person was, this person was like in a state where he could pass out any moment. For, for the drug to have its effect on him, it would need to go through digestion, right? Get into his system before the thing will work. But the Lord made him know that, see, this man that, you know, that the Lord was showing him, he said, this person, what he needs right now is injection that moves straight into his body, into his system, and can arrest what was going on in that system. And so the Lord made him, he made us know the urgency, that I don't need you to dilly-dally until you, you know, until everything is perfect for you before you move into Abuja. He made us see the urgency, because he had you in mind, and I'm sure he had us in mind also. He said, what is needed for this person is injection in the heart. And he said, I need you to move to the heart of the nation. I need you to move to Abuja and start this congregation or this community called Metamorphosis. Because the Lord has things in mind. The people that God has in mind, some of them are still in different places right now. And this year, the Lord is going to empower you, is going to empower myself to reach out to them. Some of us have found our ways here, but there are still many, look around, you will know, that there are still many people that are still locked in several things. I'm not talking of people that are already in churches, and, and of course, there are some of them that are already in a different place, but the Lord will move them. But they are a larger, you have a larger portion of people that have not even, they've not come into the reality of their work with God. And God is going to be using your hand, using your mouth, using your legs, using your, your, your finances, using your time to get them. He said, see, I have many people in this city. He still does. He has many people they are going to reach out to this year. And I need you to put that in part of your plan for this year. Because it's part of what the Lord has in mind for you and I. Ecclesiastes 8 verse 4 says, Where the word of a king is, there is power. And nobody said to him, What do you do? What doest thou? What doest thou? We don't say that to the Lord. He has the power to move our life in the direction that he wants. And we know that it's going to be for our good in the name of Jesus. So this year, I'm praying that you will... You will, you will um, you will appreciate the providence of God in your life and over your life in the name of Jesus. The Lord says in Acts 9 verse 5, it says, And he said, Who are you, Lord? That is when Saul encountered the Lord Jesus. He said, Who are you, Lord? Because the Lord had to stop him cold in his tracks, and the Lord needed to let him know what he was supposed to do for him. So in the same way, some of us are going to have this experience this year, and I'm just saying it ahead. That the providence of God is like a big banner over your life this year. Amen. If the Lord is going to come to you and you are going to be asking, Who are you, Lord? What do you want me to do? What should I do? And then he will speak to you. He will make it known to you and you will move in that direction in the name of Jesus. The Lord still has many people. Acts 18, 10, he said to us, I have many people in this city. He still has many people in this city. Ephesians 2 verse 10 says, We are his workmanship. We are created for good works. There are good works that God has ordained for you and I this year. You are going to locate those good works and do them 
in the name of Jesus. You will do them in your business. You will do them in your family, in your neighborhood, in the name of Jesus. Amen. The number two thing that I have learned is that growth takes time. I know some of you agree with me. Growth takes time. That's another thing that I've learned. You know, my husband used to say that um, when we were raising our children, when they were small, and you just look at some of the things that you say and say and say. Like I was saying to my son um, a while ago, I said, see, the prayers I prayed over you this, this last one year, that was 2023, I said, if I, if I put together what I've prayed in your 16 years or 15 years, it's not as, as much as what I've done in the last 16 years. Because you look at times as if, as you are saying it, you should just be catching it. But it's not coming like that. It's not coming like that. It's completely different. And then you look, you look at the sister, you look at the, 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 the young one, you know there's a world of difference. You know, I was saying recently, that, oh Lord, thank you. Somebody still, somebody still mentioned it yesterday that, wow, that, you know, when I got home, if I had done this and done that, that ah, that the, the person just said, oh my God, I just pray it's a girl, it's a girl you give me first when I'm giving birth and not a boy. <laughs> because the person was busy comparing the two of them. Amen. You know, when you, I, I said to myself, I said, thank God that I gave birth to a girl and then a boy. If not, Maybe my, my confidence in myself, being able to raise a child, will seriously have been challenged. Amen. I would just think, I'm not sure. But because God has helped me with this one, with several other people that, put, that you know, contributed into our life, but God has helped me. So when I look at her, I'm like, for me, don't worry. It will be fine, just as the Lord has said to you. <laughs> because when you look, you're thinking they are different. You used to think, you used to say those days that I wish I can just slap, you just slap you like this, and then you grow up. Just slap this child and the child grows up. He already knows what to do. But it doesn't happen like that. Growth takes time. It takes time. I was thinking recently about a friend that after all of us had finished um, you know, giving birth, she already said it was over too. But then before we knew it, she was pregnant. And thank God the baby came through because it was challenging. She had advanced a bit in age. But thank God the Lord helped her. So at times when I look at the child, the child, I'm still like, wow, since that time that she gave birth, this child is still small, low, as in, it's just for, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm impatient right now, I'm like, how did they, how do we even, how did I even manage, how did this student become 16, how did they become 17, because right now I'm looking, ah, is it that they take longer to grow up these days, because ah, you gave birth to this child since four years ago, as in, and he's still small, like, <laughs> of course he's just small, but when I look, I'm like, oh my God, she still has a long way to go with this child. Of course, she's having all the fun. When she even, you even see her with a child, it's as if you should go and arrange for a fresh baby. Amen. You know, but growth takes time. And I need somebody this morning also to, to remember this and be patient with, the Lord, with yourself. The word of the Lord says, follow those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. You need to arm yourself, not only with confidence in God, but also with patience. You need to have patience. Growth takes patience. It doesn't happen in a jiffy like we want it to. It doesn't. It takes time. It takes time of you doing like you are repeating the same thing again and again. Do not get tired. Do not get bored. Please tell your, your neighbor, don't get bored. By repetition. This is, please say it to the person, don't get bored by repetition. This is how growth happens. This is how it happens. 
You stay with the same thing. You continue with the same thing again and again. Along the line, the Lord will allow you to chip in one thing or the other. But it's the same thing. Raising children, do not be impatient with yourself. Raising a, you know, building a career, you are raising a family, it's going to take patience. Growth takes time. It takes time. Don't get impatience. Don't throw in the towel, you know, when maybe you're even close to the breakthrough already. I'm saying to somebody this morning, allow the patience of God have its way in your life. If you are building a family, you are building a career, you are raising a particular child, amen? All of these things, you are building a business, you are learning a new skill, your growth will need to have time. You need to give it time. You need to invest time to it. You need to stay with it. Do not have that gypsy spirit because some of us don't have that staying power to stay with something. Some of us, it is when the thing can blow fast. That is when you can be, you can be trusted with that, with that task. If, it, if it's not going to blow fast, please do not call me. And it is the truth. For some people, you know, you've, you've been tested or maybe God brought a business your way and the thing boomed immediately. Thank God for that. But you might, another season of your life might come and you realize that growth, it doesn't always happen like that. Like fast like that. You have to stay with it. You have to allow it. Allow it time. Be patient with it. That is what, you know, starting, starting out here also, we had plans. We had expectations. Amen. But then, as you journey on, year one, year two, year three, you are looking at the progress that you are making. And you are recognizing that, yes, there is progress here. It is not about a waste of time. If you can recognize that there is patience, there is, there is growth happening. It might not happen at your pace. It might not happen the way you want it. But if you can see it, stay with it. Amen. Stay with it. If you don't have that patience of staying with it, you will pack it up and move on into something else. But this morning, I want you to learn. I want you to you know, bring your mind to just look at the journey of this community and learn wisdom. That you are going to stay with it. You are going to stay with it. You are going to persevere. You are going to be patient as you continue to listen out for the direction of the Lord, for the instruction of the Lord. When, you know, that Karate Kid movie, when that Mr. Miyagi was telling the karate kid, the guy came and he said he wanted to learn how to, how to fight, right? The first thing he was told, or well, maybe I think it was the first thing, was wax on, wax off. You remember it? It looked like mundane. It looked like something that wasn't, you know, so much. But that was the beginning of his lesson. Wax on, wax off. It looks like repetition. It's the same thing. You are building a family, you are building a career, you are building... At some point, it looks like it's the same thing that you are doing, but you need to be patient and realize that you are developing strength. You are developing skill. You are developing some things. It might not look like so much is happening, but you are taking roots. Be patient with yourself. Be patient with the Lord. As you journey with the Lord, if you will journey with the Lord and get it right, you must realize that growth takes time. It takes time. You have to be patient. 1 Corinthians 3, let's look at 6 and 7. Apostle Paul said, Paul planted, Apollos watered. He said, but God gave the increase. It is God that still gives increase. It is God that still gives increase. Growth does not happen overnight. Amen. 
He says, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. It is God that still gives increase. Even today, this is, this is part of my own lessons or, or my, uh, my gleanings. Looking at the last 14 years, I'm saying to myself, it is the Lord that gives increase. You will do what you need to do, what you need to plant, what you need to water. Go ahead and plant. Go ahead and water. But wait on the Lord to give increase. Amen. In the, your life, as you raise your family, as you build your career, as you work at a business, as you work on getting, uh, getting a, a skill, acquiring a skill, do what you should do. Where you need to plant, plant. Where you need to water, water. Do your due diligence. Pay your dues. Amen. Apply yourself, but know that it is God that gives what? It is the Lord that gives increase, and that calls for patience. It calls for you having patience. Growth will come. It will come with being slow, but being steady. It will come by being, showing up every time, being consistent in the name of Jesus. The scripture says in Isaiah 28, verse 10, it says, line upon line, precept upon precept. Here a little, there a little. As the Lord grants you instructions, as the Lord, as the Lord speaks into your life, you see growth coming over your life, over your family, over the business, whatever it is. But it happens in a, it happens in a, um, it happens in a process. It happens in a process. It doesn't just happen overnight. Amen. I want to also say number three, in all seasons, God can be trusted. You can see the faithfulness of the Lord in all seasons. You can count on the faithfulness of the Lord in all seasons. And by all seasons, I mean the good and the, and the bad. Good seasons will come. Bad seasons will come. Challenging seasons will come that you are not praying for, you are not asking for. They will come. But no. That God is faithful. God can be trusted. Habakkuk 3, 17 to 19. It says, see, even when the fig tree does not blossom, even when the fruits, I don't see the fruits, you just know that you can trust the Lord. Habakkuk 3, 17 to 19. Just know that you can trust the Lord. Lamentations 3, 22-23 says, The faithfulness of the Lord, it endures forever. Great is His faithfulness. The faithfulness of God is forever. When the good comes, when the bad comes, you can be sure that you can rely upon God. Habakkuk 3.17 says, Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor the fruits fruits be on the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail and the fields yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the fold and there be no herd in the stalls. Verse 18, please. He says, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. This is one of the things that I am taking away from these 14 years of joining with the Lord, joining with you all in this, in this journey called metamorphosis. The faithfulness of God, when it, is, is, it looks good, when it looks like it is not good, you can count on his faithfulness. You can count on the fact that God is good in all seasons. There is no iota of wickedness in God. There is no iota, iota of evil in the Lord. There is no iota of God wanting to punish you in the Lord. God is faithful in every season. God is faithful. When it looks like you have planted and planted and planted, but you are not seeing fruit. When it looks like you have watered and watered, and you are not seeing, you are not seeing the, 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 the uh, figs coming on the tree. You are not seeing fruits on the trees. I need you to know that God is faithful. 
God is faithful. He cannot help it but be faithful. God is a very faithful God. He is faithful. And at the end of it all, like we see in the, in the life of Job, we did not know, or Job did not know the, the back end story of all that was going on. But it was just like, God, what is going on here? But at the end of it all, we could see that God is faithful. God is faithful. You can trust in him. You can trust in him. He's never evil. He does not allow evil to come to you. 1 Corinthians 13 verse 10 says there is no evil. There is no, there is no, no, no um, circumstance that has come to you except what is common to man. 10, 13. It says no temptation has overtaken you except what is common. And even when it happens... God makes a way of escape. He says he doesn't bring whatever is bigger than you, what you cannot handle. So even when it looks bleak, when it looks like, you know, he's dancing, when it looks like I'm challenged, you can be sure that God is faithful. God has got your back. He's not brought you what will kill you. He's not brought you what will destroy you. He said, through it all, the Lord will, he will make a way of escape. He said, God is faithful. That's the first thing you will see. Who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able to cope with? But with the temptation, it will also make a way of escape so that you are able to bear it. God is faithful. You can count on the faithfulness of the Lord. Amen. That is one of the things, you know, because we've had, we've had people and we've lost people also. We've, we've lost, not lost greatly, but I can just say to you, even when we can't fully say the reason why, we can't explain but we can be sure of the fact that God is a faithful God. Amen. God is faithful. He's not out to inflict pain upon you. He's not out to do you evil. There are some, some truths about God that you should just know. That makes life really, it, it makes it um, bearable for you. You are able to go through all seasons. God is a faithful God. God is a good God. There is no unrighteousness in him. There is no evil in him. There is no wickedness in him. Is a good father. At the very at his heart is love and love and love for you. Nothing more. So God is faithful. Whatever thing that you go through. Number four thing is that the Lord delights in bringing transformation into lives. So these are four of the things. Just looking back, just looking back at Metamorphosis' journey in the last fourteen years, I'm saying, wow, God is sovereign. His providence rules. What he says goes. What he wants done, he gets it done. And the earlier I align myself with, his, with what he wants, with his plan and his purpose, the better for me. I'm looking and I'm saying, growth takes time. Growth does not happen in a jiffy. I need to be patient with myself. I need to be patient with the Lord. Whatever thing, maybe this year that you've committed to tell yourself, I'm going to be patient. I'm going to wait it out. I'm going to trust the Lord. Because the Lord is faithful, he will come through for you. Amen. We are saying that, the Lord delights in bringing transformation to lives. That is one of the things that I look at in this community and it just keeps me going. When I look at myself to start with and I can see the, the journey that I have gone through with the Lord. I, I, I can remember where I'm coming from, where I used to think I was a patient person. I could accommodate everybody, work with everybody, but because we started or God checked me into this process, I realized along the line that I'm not as patient as I thought I was. I realized that I'm not very accommodating as I thought. And the Lord has been able to shape me and make me a better version of myself. Amen. 
I'm looking at your lives. I'm looking at you know, some of the faces looking at me this morning. And I can remember where some of you two were years back. And seeing where you are right now, the transformations that have happened in your life, it's one of the, one of, it's a, a major gain in the last one year. Amen. It's a major gain of heaven. Beyond the monies that have passed through your hands, for which we are grateful. Amen. Beyond the, the fact that we have come into more families. Some of us were single before. We came into families. We are raising families now. People are building businesses. People are, you know, um, you know amassing wealth. Amen. You are also being of, of tremendous help and assistance to some other people. So the transformations in life. And this is what God is about. God is about transformations. It's about bringing changes into our lives. Like the word says in 2 Corinthians 13, and maybe I will just end at that point. 2 Corinthians 13, 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18. 2 Corinthians 3 18. It says, all of us as we come together with unveiled faces. It says, but we all with unveiled face. As we behold in a mirror the glory of the Lord, we are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. This is what the Lord delights in doing. As we all come together, we are looking on the Lord. We are listening to His Word. We, are con we continue in that place of listening to the Word of God, allowing our hearts, allowing the Word of God to interact with our hearts. Allowing the word of God to shape us, to change us, to influence our thoughts, influence the words that we speak, influence our actions. Transformations take place. Amen. We, we come in in one way and we live in you know, another way. You live a different version of yourself. This is what God is about. The Amplified Classics version of it says, And all of us, as with unveiled face, because we continued to be old, you know, and I look into, the, into metamorphosis and I'm like, there are people that came in, did not continue to be old. And therefore, they did not go through, they did not experience transformation. But there are people that came in and because they continued, continued, you know, and that still goes back to that thing about patience. It still goes back to that thing about time. You need to allow time, you need to allow for patience. As you continue... It might not look like something is happening right now, but the Word of God says, as we, with unveiled face. Unveiled face means you are, not, you are not arguing with the Word of God. You are not saying, you know, they are preaching at me. You are not saying they are always getting on my case. You are not giving an excuse for yourself. Every time you are confronted with the Word of God, you allow your heart, you know, it, it says face here, but it's really your heart. You allow your, faith, your heart to be... To be, to be um, to interact with the word of God. You don't veil your heart. You don't shield your heart. You don't protect your heart and say, no, I'm not taking this word. As we allow the word to interface with us, as we allow the word to rub off on us, as we don't make excuses and say, you know, my own case, maybe they don't fully understand me. God understands you and this is his word. It's not the word of man. The scripture says here that as we continue with faces or hearts that are not veiled, that are not, that are not covered, Art that are open, art that we allow light to come into it, as we continue to behold in the word of God, the Amplified Classic says, in the word of God as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord. How do we behold the glory of the Lord? Is as you look at his word, as you allow his word change you, you allow his word interface with you, you allow his word tell you that, see, you are given to anger, 
You are not as loving. You are not as gentle. We don't explain it away. You don't, you don't say it's because this person has problems. As you allow the word of God interface with you, changes, transformation, metamorphosis is the result of it. The Lord delights in bringing about transformation, and that is what we've seen in the last 14 years. And I'm asking that we will open our hearts to more of this, this year, in the name of Jesus. So as we go into this, into this new year, we're looking into the 15th year of our, of our existence. I want to ask, I want to plead with you that you align with the Lord. Align your, your will with the will of the Lord or the plan of the Lord for your life. Find out what he wants to do in your life and say yes to it. Allow his providence have reign and rule over your life. Amen. I want to also plead with you that you look out for opportunities to grow yourself, opportunities to expand yourself, to enlarge yourself. And one of the ways that we do this is also by you bending backwards for some other person. One way that you do this is by saying, I'm going to take somebody up this year that I'm going to just disciple. Amen. The word of the Lord, the Lord Jesus said to us in Matthew 28, he said, go into, all the, into the earth and make disciples of all nations. You are saying, in what, in what area can I make disciples? In what area? Just make a little change. De- decide you are going to be interested in one, two, three people's lives. And watch the Lord expand you, enlarge you. I want to say to you also this year that you are on the lookout. Be on the lookout to enjoy life. Be on the lookout to enjoy the small wins, the tiny details. Don't be on the lookout for the big things alone. Amen. Live in the present. Say to your neighbor, live in the present. Live in the present. Don't be in the future. Don't be in the past. Don't allow 2024 pass you by. Don't allow, you know, January is almost gone. Live in the, pres- in the present. Enjoy life. Enjoy the tiny little details. Uh, you know, um, um, celebrate your little achievements. Celebrate yourself. Enjoy the little, little things. You know, I, I, I read the story about um, two fish. In the water, they were, you know, taking a, well, it's not a stroll. They're just in the, in the water, swimming in the water. And then the, the one of the fish said to the other one, isn't the water beautiful this morning? And the other one said, water. What is that? He's inside water, but he wasn't really conscious of it. Some of us also are inside 2024. You are in January. But then your, your, your mind is so much in the future, or it is still held up in the past, and you are not enjoying the present. Enjoy the present. Make up your mind you are going to be present. You are going to just enjoy life. Enjoy the little, little, tiny winds of life. Amen. The little details. Someone says, listen to the silence. It means, you know, you can be busy with plenty, but just enjoy. Enjoy fellowshipping with human beings. Don't be too much in the app on your phone. Amen. Enjoy life. Enjoy things like laugh. To to be happy, to be glad, to gist with someone. Amen. Amen. I hope I'm talking to people this morning. Make up your mind that you're going to enjoy. Some of us, even in sitting down to eat a plate of food, you are not seriously salivating. You are not tasting what you are eating. Everything is in a hurry. Please live in the present. Make sure that you enjoy this year. Enjoy it. Enjoy relationships, friendships. Enjoy touching people, reaching out to people and not just being an island all by yourself. Enjoy friendship. 
Tell yourself, I'm going to just let down my hair and catch my breath. You're not just going to be going after all the things you want to, because this is how we live life. Before you know it, one year is gone, ten years is gone. Enjoy people. Enjoy friendship. Enjoy life. Enjoy the little tiny details of life. Don't be in the past. Don't be too much in the future. Amen. Be in the present. Be in the present. Enjoy friendships. Tell yourself, can, can we come over? Can we visit you? Can we be with you? Can we play? Can we play? Just play. Adults play, right? Make up your mind. You want to enjoy this life. You want to know the taste. Of what, what does January feel? What does it taste like? What, what is 2024 tasting like? Because at times you are in, the food you are eating is too hot. You just want to go, you know, just swallow it. How does it, you don't even know how it tastes. You've just swallowed it. But tell yourself you're not just going to swallow. Amen. So well, we, we've looked at our life in the last 14 years, just four things. And we just want to say, Lord, help us. That this new year, we will not put undue pressure on ourselves. But we are going to put pressure where it matters. We know that growth takes planting. Growth takes watering. But then it also takes you. It takes being patient. It takes allowing you to give us increase in the name of Jesus. Father, Lord, we bless you this morning. We thank you for the times that you have taken us through. We thank you for these 14 years. We are grateful, Lord, for life. We are grateful for the lessons of these past 14 years, oh God. We, we are grateful for the people that you, we are joining with in this place. We are grateful, Lord, for the impact that we have made in the past years. And Lord, we'll look with excitement into the coming year. We'll look with excitement into this, our 15th year. We'll look with excitement, Lord, into your promise for us this year. And we declare, Lord, that you are Lord over our lives in the name of Jesus. You have the sovereign rule over our lives. And Lord, we pray that you will help us to hear you when you call, as you direct, as you instruct, as we go on in this journey of life in the name of Jesus. Lord, we also pray that you will help us to find patience, O oh God. Help us to be patient as we go through life, as we expect growth, as we expect development. Lord, we pray that you will help us, O oh God, to plant where we need to plant, water where we need to water, but wait for you to give increase in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray that you will help us, O oh God, to experience transformation, to go through transformation. You will help us also to bring impact to several lives that we will meet along our path. Lord, we are trusting that heaven will make gains through our lives this year in the name of Jesus. Lord, we commit our year into your care. And we declare in the name of Jesus that indeed you have gone ahead of us and you load us with benefits all through this year in the name of Jesus. Thank you for great increase. Thank you, Lord, for liftings and elevations that you have promised us. We say yes to all of your will and all of your ways for us in the name of Jesus. Thank you, our Father, for we prayed in Jesus' name. Amen. This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. We believe you were blessed as you listened. Join us for a Sunday service at Metamorphosis Christian Center, Stanford Dialysis Building, beside Africa International College, opposite Sun City, Kaura District, Abuja. You can link with us on Facebook and YouTube at Metamorphosis NG. Metamorphosis Christian Center, reaching, raising, releasing.